Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. when I get a full day off and a full day's worth of sleep. Tone to Shields. It's a Tone Thursday, my man. How you doing? Oh, man, Jeff. Um, I feel great, honestly. I feel well-rested. I feel rejuvenated. You know, I feel like I'm ready to tackle some football topics today. Let's get it, my man. Yeah, we got a lot of football topics today. And, I, you know, it's funny, Tone. I don't really know where to start here, so I guess we'll start with the Eagles-Jaguars game. Um, we got to Special guest tomorrow. Uh, I'll tell you who that is at the end of the show. You know who it is already, Tone. But Doug Pearson commented on Jalen Hurts yesterday. And I want to see if you're buying or selling these comments on Jalen Hurts. So what Doug Pearson pretty much said was he commended and he said, look, he's doing everything we asked him to do. That's why we drafted him. You could see the stability, which he's finally had for the first time in his life. You know, it, it seemed like Doug Pearson really wanted Jalen Hurts to be his quarterback. You're buying or selling that? <sighs> that's, 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 that's fascinating. Um, I want to say I'm selling that because I know it's not really his decision who gets the money, but they paid Carson Wentz and, you know, he was their guy. And I'm not sure if that's the reason why the bro- the breakup happened between Doug Peterson and the organization. I think it was just about him having more control over his coaching staff because they, because Carson, they wanted Carson to come back. You know what I mean? So, you know, I, I'm kind of selling that a little bit. I think I think he's just, you know, just you know, giving kudos to, you know, you know, the distance traveled and, uh, you know, just showing respect to, uh, you know, you know to, uh, to Jalen Hurts. You know, he's going to face him this week. So he has to make sure he knows exactly what he's dealing with. I think he liked a lot of things he saw out Jalen Hurts at the end of that 2020 season. I think he's like, OK, I, I got a pretty good backup here, but. Yeah, I, I would agree with you in a sense. Like, I, I think Carson Wentz didn't want Doug Pearson around, but it, tur- but it turned right, out. Right, right, right. But, but it turned out Carson Wentz didn't want to be in Philadelphia anyway. I, I don't think Doug cared who his quarterback was at that point. I, I agree with you. I just think he wanted to promote Press Taylor. And right, exactly. You, and you can see what Press Taylor's doing in Jacksonville now. But, yeah, I, I don't think – like, if Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, I think Doug would have been okay with it. But, if Carson, I, I think he preferred Carson to come back because he's been with Carson – but but I agree with you. I, I yeah, the Doug Pearson era in Philly just ended so weird. But he just seems so refreshed now. Don't you agree? I mean, yeah. Uh, when you have a, a full year off to just sit back and watch the and watch the NFL landscape just you know just play itself out. Yeah, you you better be rejuvenated, and you know you're you you have an opportunity to completely turn around an organization that's pretty much been dead in the water for as long as it's existed. You know. Jacksonville has had spots where it's been really competitive. You know, they made it to an AFC championship um, the same year we made it to our Super Bowl. But, you know, it's just that Doug Peterson has a chance to make history twice. You know, can he turn the Jags around? You know, he already brought a Super Bowl to Philly, a place they never thought they would see one. So, you know, can he do it in Jacksonville? I don't think so, because I think it's just certain franchises that just are doomed, you know, you know, for the length of time <laughs> but you know i think i think they will be competitive i think there will be a team which you have to you know respect but there are i don't know there are just some teams to me that are just 
cursed, I guess you'll say. Are you buying on selling or selling this one? So Doug Pearson commented a lot on Darius Slay yesterday and said, look, mm-hmm. you know, he coached him a year, but he said, we totally expect him to be on Christian Kirk, or even though Christian Kirk lines up in the middle of the field or right. in the slot. I, I think Doug Pearson is fully expecting, hey, you know, James Bradbury is going to be on this guy or, you know, Darius Slay is going to move around. But he totally expects him to be on Christian Kirk. Are you buying or selling the Eagles are going to do that? Uh, I'm buying it because I want my best DB on the best wide receiver. You know, it's just that simple for me. Um, I know some coaches like to overcomplicate it. They like to throw curveballs or whatever. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm all for, you know, maybe mixing and matching depending on, you know, where they are on the field. Um, but for the most part, if I can control it, you know, I want my best DB on uh, the best wide receiver. So you don't think they're going to keep Slay outside maybe for Joe, for Zay Jones or other, other players like that, or like put Avante Max on Christian Kirk. You, you, you think wherever Christian Kirk is, Darius Slay is going to go someday. Hmm. You know, I think, I think Gannon is, see, here's the thing, right? As much as Darius Slay would love to travel, I don't think Gannon's going to allow him to travel all the time. I think Gannon's, I think Gannon trusts him on that boundary. And, um, he also trusts his other corners, you know, to make a play. Like Avante Maddox is playing out of his mind right now. You know, he has an interception. All, all of our cornerbacks have an interception so far through three games. Um, Darius Slay has two, Bradbury one with the pick six, and Avante Maddox with one. So, um, people have to respect our DBs. So I, I don't, I, I think Gannon trusts every last one of those guys to, you know, to match up with whoever they got to match up with. Um, but if he can help it, you know, Darius Slay is going to be on Christian Kirk for the most part. You're buying or selling this on Doug Pearson. He was finally asked about his statue yesterday. He said uh, he hasn't yeah, seen I saw it. That. He said he hasn't seen it. Are you buying that tone? I, I, I'm hmm. sorry. If I have a statue of myself, I, I have at least seen it once. I'm not buying that. I'm, so, I'm, 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 I'm selling that, you know, with a big old sign outside the crib saying, please, like, it's it's free. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not even selling it. It's just free. Just come get it. Like, I'm, 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 I'm selling that. You know, there's no way you coach there for three more years after you win that Super Bowl or four years, however long it was. There's no, there's no way you coach there for that long and you don't see that statue. There's just no way, you know. Now, now did he specify that he didn't see it in person? Or I, I, yeah, I, I think in person, like where the location is now. I, I think that's what that's how he described it. He didn't go deep in the detail with it. He says, you know, when me when I retire, I'm gonna visit a lot. That's what that's pretty much what he said. Yeah, I, I'm I'm selling that. He he definitely saw it. You know, I think he's just you know trying to make sure his Jags team understands that. Hey, I'm with you guys. You know, this isn't just some homecoming. We're here to win. So, um, yeah. I'm not buying that. He 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 definitely saw the statue. I wouldn't be surprised if – go ahead. Uh, Oh, no. No, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say I wouldn't be surprised if we took a picture with it and it's hidden somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought you were going with. But anyway, do you think the Jaguars know how important this game is for him? Do you you think it's going to be – you know, they want to get a win for him or do you think they're just looking at it as, okay, this is a good litmus test for us? Hmm. I think they're looking at it, you know, both, really. I think they want to get this win for him because, you know, they understand you know, his, his history with the organization. Uh, but I also think the Jaguars are looking at this like, okay, you know, we've, you know, we've beaten the teams in front of us for the most part. We're two and one. Can we beat this Eagles team that everyone is, you know, putting on a pedestal right now? Um, you know, can we compete? And I'm going to be paying so much attention to uh, their defense, more so than their offense, because their defense is really, really good. Um, I feel like they're still working some things out with the DBs, but, you know, their linebacker core is legit. And, you know, Devin Lloyd leads their team in interceptions, tackles, pass deflections. He's everywhere. And, you know, I'm, I'm more I'm more worried about him than Javon Walker, if I'm being completely honest. And Javon Walker's good, too. It, it, exactly. Was really so I, I'll leave this Josh out. Allen, he's really good, too. So, yeah. yeah. I wanted Devin Lloyd on the Eagles. I wanted them to draft. I, I did too. I was a I was a Devin Lloyd guy. You know, no disrespect yeah. to Kobe Dean, but I was definitely a Devin Lloyd guy. Um, you know, in the off season, and you know, I didn't think Kobe was going to fall that. You know, fall in the draft like that. You know, so I'm thinking, okay, it's, it's going to be either or, and we could have got Devin Lloyd at any point, but I guess that just wasn't, you know, the plan. I guess they really had a lot of faith in TJ and. A lot of faith in Kazir and, you know, Davion at the time. So 
Um, yeah, I, I was a Devin Lloyd guy as well, but Nicobe Dean, um, I, I I love that he gets to just you know sit in the incubator and just watch you know these guys play high level football. Um, a lot of fans are always saying, "Where's Nicobe Dean? Why are we not playing? And what are they what are they doing? We're wasting his talent." It's like no, he's young behind guys that have played this game for significant significant longer than he has, and they're playing at a high level. Um, he should be grateful. You guys should be grateful that we don't have to resort to depending on a rookie so early. You know, a lot of teams don't have that luxury. This is what I love about Philadelphia. You know, with the Kobe Dean, like you said, he plays three snaps. Everybody's worried about that. Did we worry 20 years ago when Leo Shepard and Sheldon Brown were barely playing, they were getting in the fourth quarter of blowouts because they had Troy Vincent and Bobby Taylor, who, by the way, this is my one Eagles hot take. Vincent and Taylor were way better than Shepard and Brown ever were because they were. And but is that really a hot take? Is it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I, I don't think it is a hot take, honestly. But I, I, I'll just say this: Shepard and Brown learned so much from those two. Absolutely. So much. I, that 2002 Eagles secondary was loaded, by the way. Alan Harris was their third quarter. <laughs> so, like, how do you get on the field with Troy Vincent, Bobby Taylor, Al Harris? Like Shepard and Brown, the the only way the Eagles knew they were going to be good was because they filled in in 03 when they had all their injuries in the defensive backfield. Like, that's how Clinton Hart became a player, because he got hurt. Uh, Brian Dawkins got hurt, and he had to play. So, yeah, that was a weird time for the Eagles. For sure. and, and really, that's how the Kobe Dean's going to get on the field, if someone gets hurt. Uh, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Yeah, hopefully that that's not even the situation. But I just think the Kobe Dean is in a great situation. You know, I think, I think, I think he sees – I think he even understands that. I mean, he's a competitive guy, of course. I know he wants to play. But I think he even sees these guys playing at a high level, and he understands that there's so much for him to learn. And, you know, this is going to be the fascinating part about the offseason. You have no idea the way Harry Roseman is going to approach this. Kaiser White and TJ Edwards are on one-year deals. Beyond this year, we have no commitment to them. So I'm really curious to see how TJ, how Harry Roseman excuse me, plays this. It's going to be really fascinating. Yeah, and the Eagles are going to have a lot of – I mean, look, we're three games in here. I don't really want to go deep with three in the free agent pool here, but Fletcher Cox is going to be a free agent. Jamal Hargrave, Randy Graham, they, they got a lot of guys that they got to make decisions on. And that's why it's good when you have depth at all these positions, like a Josh Sweat, who starts, by the way, but, you know, like in the Kobe Dean. You're right. They're going to have to make decisions on these guys and decide where the young players are going to play. But I wanted to get into this because the Eagles did just play Washington, right? Right. So Ron Rivera basically admitted yesterday, Carson Wentz didn't give himself enough of an opportunity to develop a play. And he wants Carson Wentz to check the ball down, Tone. Are you buying or selling Carson Wentz will actually do this this time? If he wants to keep his job, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. You know, Carson looks like what Rob, Rob Ellis said this yesterday on the National Football Show, and it really resonated. He said he looks like a shot fighter, like it's, it's like it's done. Like he just he's 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 on his he's on his last jab. He, he you know he just doesn't he, he's a shell of himself. And I don't know what it is with Carson. I, I feel like Carson Wentz is still living in the past in terms of how should he how he should approach playing this game. And no one's denying Carson Wentz's talent. No one denies his raw talent, right? From a raw talent perspective. He's probably top ten in his NFL from a raw talent perspective, but when you but 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 when you start to factor in all the other elements of the game, he's not someone you want to you want to go to war with. And you know, I, I, I get I get into so many debates, you know, with people about Carson Wentz. Well, it's just really one debate. You know, it's just one person I know that's like a, a, car, a super Carson fan and isn't, Carson can do no wrong. And he he was trying to find a way to. He was trying to find a way to dis, like to lower what Jalen Hurts did in that game, and somehow give Carson Wentz oh, excuses. And I, and I and I'm like, okay, your eyes clearly aren't working, <laughs> like because this guy. I don't want to interrupt you here, but they're good. I kind of want to add into this. Do you feel it's the body language? Like every time he fails, don't don't you hate his body language? It's I hate everything. I hate everything outside of the man. Like he, like he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like you said, his body language sucks. Like he just, he, it, it just, it just seems like he's, like he does a poor job at making things look like it doesn't bother him. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's the yeah. difference between, you know, Jalen Hurts. With Jalen Hurts, it's the same look, same body language on every single play. He's so consistent. You know what you're getting from him at this point, right? And we want to see him, you know, develop more as a thrower and continue to elevate his game like he's already done. But, you know, Carson Wentz is just, you know, he just has this need to be Superman when, in reality, he's been Clark Kent for a while. That is true. And so this is where I'm not defending Carson Wentz by any means. But right. So I, I had to look at the commander's injury report. Ready? It was bad. They may, not have, they may not have their left tackle. Their center is done for the year, Chase Rullier, which is huge, by the way, uh, because Dow's going to wreck on that offensive line. They may not have their right tackle Sunday. They may not have their backup right tackle on Sunday. How do you stop that defensive line with all these offensive linemen? They're not the Eagles. They don't have the depth there. Yeah, they're going to struggle. And I think it's actually – I think it, he might be in store for maybe another eight or nine-sack day only because Michael Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, those two guys in particular, no one else on the Cowboys, just those two guys, you know, you have to account for them. And I just don't see how they account for those guys. Those guys are violent pass rushers. And don't let them load them both up on the same side. It's going to be curtains. So it's going to be a struggle. I think it's going to be important for coaching. See, here's the thing, right? When you get sacked nine times, you know, I, I was watching the um, the In the Heights uh, um, podcast with uh, Jason Kelsey and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, and very good, yeah. Um I'm always watching clips from there, and they said something really interesting. Jason Kelsey, especially, he said, "If this nine sacks, because they were talking about the game with Carson, you know, they said if if this nine sacks on a quarterback, it's 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 everybody's fault. It's coaching. It's 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 the offensive line. It's 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 it's, 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 the, it's the quarterback. It's everybody. Nine sacks is atrocious. I don't care how bad the team is. You know what I mean? So that's why oh, okay. I, I'm not." That's why I'm not going to allow people to take that away from the Eagles, by the way. You know, nine sacks is hard to get you know, on any offensive line, nine of them, because eventually yeah. teams make adjustments. And, and Rivera admitted that, too. He said, look, we got to get the run game better. We got to get play action set up. He said, we can't let these guys hung out to dry. But this is funny. So did you hear about what Washington's doing to Dallas this week? Remember last year, the, the bench gate, day, how they brought their own benches to Dallas? Yeah, that was strange. That yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dallas, Dallas brought their own benches to Washington, I think. And yeah, know. yeah. You know what they're doing this year, Washington? The psych them out. Did you hear what they're doing? No, I have no idea. You got, you got, you they're got surprise me. This all point. black uniforms. Oh, Washington's wearing their all black uniforms. Yeah, and I'm like, what? What are you guys playing your funeral or something? And they asked Rivera like, why this was the week, and he goes, because we can. And I'm like. <laughs> That's, that's an awesome answer, by the way. It's awesome, but it's also very lazy. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, of course, obviously you can. We get that part. You know, it was clearly one of those responses, like, don't ask me a stupid on question. On the road, like too. You're, you're wearing them on the road. It's really, yeah. it's a really bizarre thing. But, well, I mean, so, what was uh, bizarre was them wearing the white jerseys at home. You know, normally the, team, the home team wears their colored jerseys. He explained that one. So he said, look, as long as I'm coach, when it's hot out in September – like it, it not like it's hot Sunday, but he said we're going to wear white jerseys at home, and we'll wear the burgundy and the black ones later in the year. And he said he thinks a lot of teams have that mindset. Which look, I mean, the Eagles are going to wear their black helmets later in the year, so it, it's understandable. They're wearing their black helmets in Dallas. Yeah, I don't know what, you yeah, know, what jersey are they wearing? Um, like, are they going to wear it with the white? Because I don't, I don't see Dallas wearing their Navy jerseys unless they're wearing the throwbacks, which I don't think they are. I, if, I I'm think being honest you, if it was up to yeah. me, if it was up to me, we're, we're, we're blacking out. You know, we're wearing black helmets, black jerseys, black pants, black cleats. You know, we're going I, along I the yard. On I, I think that's going to be the Green Bay game. Sunday night football like, week 12 because they are wearing black men. So like we're, like, like, like we're blacking out mentally, physically, spiritually. We're blacking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, i'll tell you what to, yeah the whole uniform thing is is so weird like by the way did you hear the bill belichick stuff yesterday what bill, what, have, what, what, what what billy bill say so they kept asking him about mac jones is he gonna play sunday what's his stats he just goes day to day right you know how bill is. right <laughs> he right. goes 
someone asked him, he goes, do I look like a doctor? He goes, am I Dr. Bill Belichick? <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like the name of a, 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 a terrible sitcom. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Belichick. Hey, have you seen the newest episode of Dr. Belichick on Hulu? Like, <laughs> it, it sounds terrible. I, I don't think Hulu would even pick that up, Tone. Jacob <laughs> Sports wouldn't pick that up. Oh, my goodness. Doc, Dr. Belichick. That sounds... <laughs> Oh man, but you know that is an awesome answer though. He said we got medical experts talk to them. What (laughs) he's not wrong though, like he's not wrong, but you know he's being he's not wrong, but you know he's being an ass. He's not wrong. I always ask him when I when I was on Zoom calls, I would ask him a football related question, and he'd give you like a two minute answer, and I loved it. They're like, "How is he doing this?" I'm like, "Cause I don't ask him stupid questions." Yeah, you know, it's, it's it's it comes a point in time where you have to know who you're dealing with, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, the media has a job to do. So I can't blame them for wanting to try to poke the bear a little bit. You know, it is what it is. You never know. You might be the one to pull something out of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is funny too because you know you're hearing this Commanders Cowboys site job. I guess Kevin's here yet. Did he come in time? No, you know, we didn't get Kevin. That's actually what I'm checking on right now. I just want to make sure he's good to go. All right. Well, we'll 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 keep chatting here. I got so many topics today I want to get to, I want to get to. So it doesn't look like Dak Prescott. I don't think he's playing Sunday. I mean, I mean he's not throwing yet, so he's not playing. Are you buying or selling he plays against the Rams? Because Mike McCarthy didn't really commit to that one either. Like, it, it, he said, look, he's got to throw. He's got to get the strength back. That's going to take at least a week. So are you buying or selling Dak comes back week six against the Eagles? Uh, I'm, I'm selling that. You know, I think Jerry wants to continue to have the allure of mystery and keep guys on their toes. But if I'm being honest, if, 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 look, let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. They're, they're, that injury is not just any injury. It's his throwing hand. And you don't want to force him back too soon because if you do, he becomes more of a liability. As a matter of fact, I want them to bring Dak Prescott early. I want them to bring him back because best believe there's going to be people aiming for that hand. It's true. Though. Like, so I'm looking at this, but, 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 I, but I am, I am selling it though, by the way. Yeah. I think Dak, will come back week five if they can. But if he does come back week six, I don't think it's good for the Cowboys. Personally, I, I think I would play Rush as long as I – not saying he should play the whole year, but I think Rush has been good enough to run that offense right now. He's getting rid of the ball quick. I don't think that offense is dangerous by any means with Cooper Rush, but they're not turning the football over. And that's my right. issue with Dak right now. I, I, I just can't get that Tampa Bay game out of my mind, but I have to keep in mind Tampa Bay probably has – Arguably one of the best defenses in, in the league, if not the best. I mean, they, they've been tremendous. So, I, I don't know. I just think Dak needs that layup game back. But when are you getting that? You ain't getting that this week. You're not – because it's a division game. You're not getting that week five, week six. So, right. maybe yeah, you wait after that. Yeah, he's not – like you said, he's, he's – he, like, he, he needs that layup game. Um, I'm trying to think what's their schedule because – you know, that's going to, you know, that's going to, you know, tell us a lot about, you know, where, you know, how they see themselves. So they have the commanders coming up then they got the Rams, then they got us, and then they got the Lions and Bears. If I'm, if I'm those guys, I'm going to try to hold out for as long as I can. But I really see Jerry getting desperate. And I, I really wouldn't be surprised. Like, I, I'm selling it that he's coming back. But knowing Jerry Jones, I wouldn't be surprised if he got him out there against the Rams. Which is which is which is not going to be good. Yeah, it's. I, I'll tell you what. Yeah, I just don't like the timing of everything right now with the Cowboys. Like they're two and one. Are you selling? Are, are you are you buying or selling two and one? Because I I, I mean you got to give them credit for winning these games, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. You have to respect the grind, right? They they've they've survived without their starting quarterback. Granted, they've only they're only averaging about maybe twenty one points without him. Um, so they're very beatable in terms of their offensive output, 
but their defense has kept the games low scoring, you know, against the Bengals only allow 17 points. Giants only allow 16 points. So their defense is winning these games for them. I think their defense is legit. And it starts with their front seven. You know, it starts with it starts with guys like Micah Parsons. It starts with, you know, Demarcus Lawrence. Those guys are playing really well. And you can't you can't deny that. So um I think the, I think the Cowboys, especially I, I think for the for this year, they go as far as their defense takes them. But it's going to come a point in time where they're going to need to put up some points. And I think that's where um they'll, you know, they'll fall off in the long run. Um, I know defense is just as important as offense, but you know, you have to put up points on some of these teams and, you know, they struggle. So it's all it's, it's going to come down to whether their defense can actually keep other teams in check. That's that's what it's going to come down to in the grand scheme of things. I don't care if Dak comes back or not. All right, Tony. So I, I think this is what we're going to do since I, I don't know. I, I tried texting Kevin. I don't know if he's getting up or not. Let's go to break. There's a big Boomer Esiason uh, my, my colleague, by the way, Boomer Esiason, he was on with uh, one of the, my good friends in the business, Kay Adams. Um, you know, he said something very, very interesting about Saquon Barkley I want to talk about uh, right at this point. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. And he always sends me a text, uh, not this morning. So it's me and Tone for the next half hour here. And uh, we're enjoying this conversation, but I want to ask Tone this. So I listen to the Up and Adams podcast uh, regularly on FanDuel. Um, Kay Adams, former Good Morning uh, football host, she gets a ton of awesome guests on there, by the way. I do. Yeah, shout, you yeah shout out to Kay Adams. You know, she, you know, she does a great job over, well, she did a great job over at Good, you know, good Morning. Uh, you know, uh, NFL, 
Um, and you know, she's you know, she's you know, she's landed on her feet, you know, with the FanDuel deal. You know, that's that's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it seemed like she always had a deal lined up, by the way. But uh look, she's she's got an amazing guests on there, and you know, she's just lining them up left and right. I'll I'll tell you that right now. And one of them he, she had on yesterday was uh Boomer Sai, uh my colleague at CBS Sports. Boomer had a very interesting Saquon Barkley take that I didn't think of. And if the Giants keep struggling, and look, they're two and one. We gotta remind ourselves this: they're two and one, but we don't think they're gonna compete this year. It's, it's not gonna last. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it's not. But you know, again, two and one, two and one, right? I mean, they could be three and one after this week to play Chicago. But so he brought this up: Saquon Barkley's gonna be a free agent after the year, and the way he's playing, there's a trade deadline coming in a couple weeks. What's the possibility he gets mm-hmm. traded? To the Buffalo Bills of all teams, because they do need a running back, and I, he could be the missing piece there. That's did you see that happening? That's, that's, that's fascinating. That's that's fascinating. Hmm. Would they be willing to part? See, here's the thing, right? There, they know they're going to lose Saquon Barkley, and I also don't believe they're even considering resigning him because of where they are from a cap space perspective. You know, they're still, they're, they're still chained to that Kenny Galladay contract. They still owe James Bradbury some money because they cut him a little early, you know, so they have a lot of money tied up. And I think right now they're trying to clean house. You know, they're trying to destroy. Sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to destroy so you can rebuild. And I don't see them giving Saquon Barkley a contract that he would even be satisfied with. Um, that's why he's playing the way he's playing. You know, he's trying to really, you know, earn that money. So I wouldn't be surprised. That actually sounds like a very realistic uh, scenario. Him being traded to Buffalo or traded to a contender in general that needs a running game. Maybe the Rams. The Rams have – the Rams are struggling with their running game, a, a consistent running game. And yeah, they, Exactly. And they keep – and Cam Akers just continues to fumble. Like, he, it seemed like he was going to be the one the last two weeks, right? And then he fumbles the ball to the goal line. So, is he going to be in the doghouse? Like, I look, as a guy who owns a bunch of fantasy football teams, I have Daryl Henderson on a lot of benches. I just don't play him because of that. And, and when, when you're watching that team, you're right. Like, there are a lot of running back needy teams out there. And, they, again, Saquon Barkley is going to be an asset. Like, I, I actually think the Giants could fetch like a second, third round pick for it. Definitely a second, I think, just because of the market. Yeah, you know, it's because you know at, at that trade deadline, you know, you you have a you have a higher chance at fleecing teams because you know it's a deadline. You know, they're you know they're a little desperate and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to you know get, get a get a quick fix, right? So yeah, you you might. I'll probably say a third. I'll probably say a third because because of his injury history. Um, you know, a second. I mean, if it's maybe, 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 maybe I'm undervaluing Saquon right now because of his health, but I think I think you could probably get yourself maybe a a a, a third and a third but and a how fourth. How many game changing backs though are there in this league? Think about that. And I mean, he can be one of them when he's healthy. No, you're right. You're right. It's I mean, it's only been three games, and he's a game changer without a doubt. He's a home run hitter. That's that. That's a fact. He can. He he will change the fortunes of the Buffalo Bills. They wouldn't have to depend on Josh Allen to be their everything. You know, they're very Josh Allen centric. Um, and then with the with the Rams, they could definitely use a guy like that. A guy that doesn't fumble that much. A guy who runs hard, runs fast. Um, you know, you can use him in the passing game. You know, he'll add another element to their offense. So. Yeah, I think I, I think if there's any teams in the market for him or that that may look at him, it could be the Bills or the Rams because the Rams need you know they need an injection of energy. I think they're still suffering a Super Bowl hangover, and I think the Bills, um, I think they understand that we need to be able to win games differently. You know, we can't just be Josh Allen or Bus all the time. There's going to be a game where he's a little off, like he was in that Dolphins game, and you need your running game to kind of you know you know you know lead the way. So. Uh, I definitely see him probably being traded. It's 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 fascinating to think about, you know, because I because my whole thing is why risk why why risk losing him for nothing? Yeah, I'll tell you one team he won't be going to, and I, I would love to see it happen as a Penn State grad. It ain't happening, Philadelphia. <laughs> that is never ever 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 going to happen. 
it, it, you know, if, again, again, I, I think he will be traded. Uh, now that Boomer Sison brought that up, I mean, it it, 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 it does seem possible now, right? Because again, the Giants' schedule is going to get a little bit tougher, but I, I don't think they're good to your tone. I, I, I'm like, it's they're two and one, but yeah, I think we saw how good they actually were Monday night. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, the, n- not all records are created equal. <laughs> so the Bears are two and one. I, okay, let's play this one. Who wins, the Commanders or the Bears, if if they would play each other? The Commanders or the Bears? I probably have to say the Commanders. Um, they just have a they they just have a, a much more potent offense. Um, but that Bears team, I know they're terrible, but they play physical. And they make you play their style of football. But Justin Fields, he's only has like 23 or 24 completions on the season. Like, they're not throwing the ball. It's, 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 it's wild. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you what. I, I'm furious with what the Bears are doing. With him, with Darnell Mooney. With Darnell Mooney, I don't even think he has 30 receiving yards on the year. That's What's insane. their plan? Like, like, like the, here's, here's, my, here's my problem with that situation over there. What's I mean, their plan? So yeah, you're right. What like, are they trying plan? to develop the quarterback? I like I don't see I don't see their direction. I think their plan is to win games, but when you need Justin Fields to win games, I, I, I I'm starting to get to the point like, is it the Bears or is Justin Fields just another Ohio State quarterback that just can't play in the league? I think he can play, but I don't think he's getting the chance to. Yeah, because like if 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 he, if he was able to throw. They would make him throw, right? You would think, but I don't know. It's so weird. It's 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 almost like they might know something we don't, and we're pinning it on the wrong people. I mean, there comes a point in time where you do have to say, like, okay, maybe this guy just isn't good, but I don't know because they don't throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But you know, but but you but you know who I know is good. That guy, Jalen Hurts. I mean, he's. Oh, that. I mean, he's, we've been you know, trying to he, tell people that for how long now? <laughs> right, right. But you know, like, I mean, let's be honest. You know, he he had the distance traveled for him, kind of plagued him throughout his career. And what I mean by that is, people always used the Alabama benching against him. You know, he had to transfer. People use that. People use that against him. You know, but they don't. But they but they don't talk about. You know the. You know how he stayed the there for another year. He stayed there for yeah. another year. Well, got his degree and won then the SEC championship. Everybody forgets that one. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone has revisionist history, but you know, he he comes to the NFL and he's in a very unique situation behind Carson Wentz, and he ends up you know being the guy in the end, being the last man standing. And you have to really acknowledge, you know, you know, you know what he's what he's been doing. I have to ask you though, right? You know, a lot of people like to try to compare. These guys. Oh, is he? Who does he remind you of? Does he remind you of this guy? Does he remind you of that guy? And my mindset is, well, he reminds me of Jalen Hurts. You know, it's. I feel like I feel like when you start to compare guys, you start to you start to overthink a certain player's you know a player's deficiencies or their flaws. Like when you compare Jalen Hurts to Justin Herbert, they're clearly two different quarterbacks. And obviously, if you compare him to Herbert, you're going to highlight. You're going to highlight exactly like Josh Allen. You're going to highlight. Jalen Hurts' deficiencies and what those guys do well. Compare her Jalen Hurts to himself. Who who is he today in comparison to who he was last week or last season? That's what we should be doing. You know, that's the real conversation. That's you know that should be the real talking point. Not comparing him to guys who well, play the I mean, really, play if, position if differently you want to than compare him. him to like great Eagles players. Like he does kind of remind you a little bit of Donovan. I mean, he throws the ball out there, but also the game is so different now than it was twenty years ago. We weren't asking Donovan McNabb to evolve as a passer like that. Like, it just wasn't a thing. He did because he had Andy Reid, but it, it – look, it, can you imagine if Donovan McNabb would have A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith to throw to instead of what he actually had to throw to for the first five years of his career? Yeah, it, 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 it would definitely be different for sure, but I guess – you know, I'll be honest with you, man. Donovan McNabb was a, a, a he, I'm not really the biggest Donovan McNabb guy. Yeah, I like, was. Like I, 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 I know what it was before him, and it was not pretty. 
That's true too. That's true too. And I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna deny because you know I'm I was born in '94, right? So I oh, was. Man. Uh, oh man! Oh, you're a youngin then. You were ten, you were ten when they went to the Super Bowl. Ex- ex- exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I love that. I love that. Oh, 14. Yeah, I, I, and I, I just I, I remember a guy looking like he just wasn't ready for the moment. Um, but besides that, you know, just from a statistic, uh, he was ready for the moment. There were a lot of weird things that happened in those games. What, well, like know? him, like him throwing up on the field. <laughs> I'm telling you, as someone who knows, who's gotten both perspectives of that story from him and T.O., it's funny. It's the same story, but it comes from two different people. You know how they always say, like, when rumors, there's two sides to every story? Those two definitely have two sides. They do. It, it, it's actually kind of hilarious. But um, a- anyway, I don't want to go deep into that. But I, I'll tell no, you no, what, no, like, whole, like Rutger hitting Donovan when he was down, that was a bunch of BS. The defense never showed up in really any of those games. I mean, the Carolina game, they did. The Carolina game, I solely blame on Donovan and Andy Reid. But the, the Tampa game, defense didn't show up. They didn't, bottom line. McNabb's still playing injured. Oh, one, one they weren't supposed to win that game anyway. Valiant effort, but again, couldn't stop Marshall Falk, couldn't stop Torrey Holt, couldn't stop Isaac Bruce, couldn't stop Kurt. Fine, great show on turf. Oh, four to get. Oh, eight was the one that bothered me because. Yeah, that McNabb was that was the Cardinals game, right? The Cardinals game? Yeah, yeah. Hey, McNabb brings him back. And what's the defense do? They give up a touchdown right away. The Tim Hyde, they couldn't stop Larry Fitzgerald. They couldn't stop Tim Hyde. That, that game, I think that game irks me more than anything else just because that was McNabb's defining moment. He brings the Eagles back down 24 to 6. And you know, the McNabb, oh, he put him in that position in the first place. I'm like, okay, we can say that about Brady. We can say that about Manning. We can say that about anybody. Yeah, if he but, wins the game, it's a different conversation, right? So, yeah, I mean, exactly. His legacy's different. Like he, he might be in the Hall of Fame just by taking them to a Super Bowl that year. So, yeah, you know, it's Donovan McNabb. He's, I guess, I, I guess for me, I didn't really like, I didn't like his approach to leadership. I didn't like yeah, his, I didn't like, you know, I didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't like his approach when it came to that. And, you know, just from us, and just from a statistical perspective, you know, he didn't complete. And this is why I hate when people kind of get on Jalen Hurts about, you know, his accuracy numbers and stuff like that. Because different era. This is a much different era. This it, isn't- it, it was. It was. It, it was. But, you know, to it took him until his sixth season to complete 60% of his passes. That's – I, I mean, That was normal, though. People weren't doing that. That's what people don't understand now. So what was the league average at that time? See, 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 see that's what I probably need to understand, right? You know, maybe I'm yeah, looking at it from – is now i'll tell you what <laughs> because because the league average is what 64 percent, 65 right now yeah it was like in the 50s at that so, time really yeah it was wow. like high 50 maybe low 60s like McNabb was like so if you look at like the numbers then you have your passers right you have your bannings you got your brady's and brady's numbers weren't like off the charts but they were good but donovan like you had like you had like the different tiers right you had like peyton brady Guys like that. And then you would have like Donovan, Dante Culpepper, you right. know, Brett Favre. Like, right. they the had like that. The right. Yeah. Like, McDad was the dual threat of dual threat. Same with Dante right. Culpepper. The difference between Donovan and Dante was Dante had Randy Moss and Dante fumbled the ball a lot and Donovan McNabb didn't. So, you know, that was always the comparison. Like, who was better during that time? And I was like, well, yeah. Donovan. And, and, game. And, and look, right. Really quick, yeah. Jeff. Donovan. He gave us a lot of great years, a lot, and I and I'm I'm, I'm not going to deny that at all. You know, I'm not going to deny that, but you know, I just and he he also did a lot with less. He never was really given the the most, or he he never was given a plethora of weapons. So, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest about his situation. He he wasn't given much to work with besides Brian Westbrook and you know T.O. for that one year. He wasn't given much to work with. Um, so you know that's the reality of his situation, but just. From the human perspective, right? You know, I, I, I just, I just never, I just always felt like he, there was something missing from him, from, from a mental perspective, from a leadership perspective. This is my philosophy. It was Donovan's team. He was the leader, and then To came in, and then I think everything just kind of shifted toward To. And I don't know if Donovan could handle it. I don't think Donovan could handle an ego like that because he never had to deal with it. But here's that's the, not that's not To's fault. That's right, just right, the way to right. And here's the thing, right? You don't think they talked to Donovan before they brought him in? You know what I mean? So it's like oh, oh, they Donovan got him in there. 
exactly. So, so my thing is Donovan, like you, this guy has been the same, the same person where he was. And I know we're going off on a tangent in history. I'll tell, I'll tell you what got upset, what got to you. Donovan did not back him when he wanted that money. And I don't, and I, and, see, and I don't like that. I don't yeah. like that. That's corny. Yeah, I don't like that either. And I agree. I, I agree with you on everything. Like he just felt betrayed. Like, look, you know, yeah. Did I get befungled on my contract? Yeah, a little bit. But we looked at it as from the broker. Okay, you're getting paid forty nine million. What are you playing about? But really, you got seven hundred fifty thousand dollars of base salary your second year, and no, no bonus, no nothing. So To wanted to renegotiate. He wanted a new deal, and I don't know if he went straight up to Donovan, but I think he knew Donovan had a voice. And yeah, because because yeah, when Westbrook's money came up, you know, Donovan was like, "Oh yeah, pay him." Yeah, Donovan, yeah, Donovan backed him, and maybe Donovan learned from that. I don't know, but I, it was so weird, right? And look, I look at it from I think Donovan wanted to win that Super Bowl with Allen when he got hurt, and it didn't happen because Dio came back, and Dio played awesome in that Super Bowl, by the way. But yeah, I, I, I know this is the, I know we're really It's like. It's like at the end of the day, you're going to look good because you're throwing the ball. It doesn't make a it, it doesn't make a difference really. And let's be frank, your best career, your best season was when he was there. So, like, yeah. like, guess oh, Donovan had an amazing 05 season two with To there, and he has sports hernia injury that he needed to get surgery on, and he's still throwing for three hundred three. To balled out in 05. like he wanted to prove such a point that he wanted his money. I st- I still got mad at him. When he caught the touchdown against the Chargers, it was a Harvard career touchdown. The Eagles didn't acknowledge it. He was so furious because they did not acknowledge it. Anything T.O. could find, he he made their lives a living hell to tone. It, it was something, man. That 05 year, it just went straight down the tubes. Like the minute T.O. made the Brett Favre comment, which I got mad at, by the way, because they were they would not have been 7-0 with Brett Favre that year. They were four and three. He's like, we would have been something though. Brett Favre was our quarterback. And I'm like, no, you wouldn't. Brett Favre stinks. <laughs> that yeah. year he still. Yeah. 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 So, you know, that's why I like, that's why I'm really, you know, locked in with the way Jalen's been approaching his quarterback position because he understands that he understands the assignment. He's a bona fide leader. Is he the most talented quarterback in terms of passing? Probably not. But you don't have to, in my humble opinion, I don't think the best quarterback wins the. I think we all can say this, right? The best quarterback doesn't win the Super Bowl every year. That's not how it works. You know what I'm there, saying? There are, there are guys I think locker rooms gravitate towards it. I, I say with Jalen Hurts, teams at Alabama. They just do. They gravitate toward him. Oklahoma, same thing. Michael Vick, teams gravitated to him. Where, you know, your thoughts on Michael Vick or not, he was a leader. You know, Jalen Hurts is a leader. And to me, that's just something Carson wasn't. And I think that's why this Eagles team is in great shape. Because he's going to keep him grounded. He's never satisfied with anything. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you know, I'm looking, I'm looking over the chat, right? And I pissed some people off about my Donovan takes, and that's. <laughs> and look, oh, 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 I gotta read this now. <laughs> and look, you know, oh, like, oh look, baby, I, I'm look, loving this. Here, and, and I love, I love it too, right? I love, I, I, I love the, uh, the, I love causing a stir. I love, I, I, I love the confusion, right? But look. I can't look. I'm not denying what he did for us. That, that I think that's what people are missing, right? I'm not denying his role in the Eagles' success over those years, right? You know, Andy Reid had a lot to do with it too. I'm but say this. You're I just that, that's what it is. You're yeah. I look, I, look, I, look. I was born in '94, and you know, I and, and, and you know, and, and, right? And I was only and I was only able to really start paying attention to the game, really. Like once the Donovan McNabb era really started, you know what I'm saying? So like, but even then, you know, like I said, I, you know, when I look back, I completely understand that stretch where we were relevant. I completely understand that. I completely accept that and love that time. Right. But I made it very clear where I stand about Donovan McNabb. The player had no problem with the man, the way he approached his leadership, the way he approached his position as the quarterback. I didn't like it. I just I just didn't like it. I felt like he I felt like he was for self. I felt like he cared more about how he looked in situations rather than you know the team. I'm sorry. I, did, did they give him weapons? No, they didn't give him weapons. Sorry, Jeff. They didn't give him weapons. I get it. I'll say it. this is hard growing up for me because I, look when I first really started getting to the Eagles and the NFL, 
It was Ray Rhodes' head coach, Bob Boyne, Ty Detmer, Ronnie P. My boy Barrett Brooks is on those teams. He'll tell you straight up, they, they were bad. Like, Ray got the most out of them in 95 and 96, but you never thought they were going to be a Super Bowl team. They had so many flaws to make the fifth seed. Good defense, really good player. But then, like, he was like guys like William Fuller walk and, um, you know, Ricky Waters walk and guys like that. Like, guys that helped him get to where he was. And Ricky had his issues with Philly. There's no doubt about that. But you just saw, like, the writing on the wall. Like, this was going to end badly. You were falling off a cliff and you were getting ready to land. And, yeah, that's what 98 was. Like, you, you know what we saw Sunday when the Eagles dominated the Commanders? That was game one in 98. Bobby Hoyne just got destroyed the entire game because the Eagles couldn't block him. Wow. wow. And the Eagles really haven't had a bad offensive line since, since 98. It's kind of funny. Yeah, you know, that Jeffrey that Jeffrey Lurie, you know, Andy Reid, Donovan McNabb era, they made sure that they were going to protect their quarterback. And look, again, I'll make it, I'll make, I'll make it clear once again. I respect the game, you guys. I respect I respect the production. You know, I respect I, re- I respect the player. You know what I'm saying? I understand that he was he he's probably the as of right now, he's the best quarterback in Eagles history. As of right now. As of right now, he's the best quarterback in Eagles history. That's a fact. And by, by the way, this is why I get upset when people say McNabb puked. I'm in shape. I puked after runs. It's happened. Like, is it dehydration? I don't know. Is it humidity? I don't know. It's happened. Like, get over it. Okay, he puked in the hole of the Super Bowl. He lost the Super Bowl. Ron Jaworski lost the Super Bowl. Y'all rubber him. I don't, I don't, I don't care. It, it's I, – I, I mean, I, to me, it's just unappreciative when you rip on – not saying you, but when people just rip on McNabb, like the guy gave you 11 years, like you're a spoiled fan. That's just my opinion. Like I, I seriously think this fan base has been spoiled by the last 20 years of relevance. Just my, hmm. like how many years have, have the Eagles really hmm. sucked? Like really, really sucked. I'm not talking about one year. I'm talking about three to five years. Like the Giants, like the Giants level of sucking. You did. There was a, a stretch where we were like trying to figure out who we were. You know what I mean? Well, um, but I blame a certain guy I won't mention on this show. Coaches <laughs> UCLA right now. I I do not like that guy. Uh, does his not uh, do, does his name rhyme with Rip or Trip or I, I, or, I just said we're a coach, so yeah. Or or or. UCLA and I, and I, I don't really care what he does there. I hope he does well, but. He was not an NFL coach. I'm sorry, he just wasn't. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wasn't really a big Chip Kelly guy. Um, you know, yeah, I didn't mention the name. <laughs> yeah, you know, one thing I will respect Donovan McNair for the way he the way he wrapped his arms around Michael Vick. I, I really, I really, I really do respect that yeah, as well. I, like, I, 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 I love the way he oh, uh, appreciated. I, I love, I love where he ingratiated himself with Michael Vick. I really do. I, I, I really like that. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's- it's funny how my opinion but, turned on Vic. Yeah, I always so, loved him as a football player. Right? So yeah, like and also and also Davy Boy. I asked the question. I asked Jeff, what was the what was the league average for completion percentages around that time, right? And you know, I and also I love I love the live chat by the way, because you know, this oh, guy yeah, you guys because, awesome. because 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 you guys keep me honest, right? You guys you guys keep it exciting, you know what I'm saying? So Davy Boy, if that was league if the league average was fifty eight percent at that time, then then he was an average quarterback, right? Because you know, his rookie year, 49%, 2,058%, 2001, 57, 2002, 58%, 2003, well, add 57. Add stats in there now. S- say it's it again. like Jalen Hurts. You got to add that in there. And Don McGabb was one hell of a run. He yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, he he was a dual threat. So, yeah, like – First quarterback to run for 100 yards in a playoff game. I bet yeah. people all know that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, again, you know, I've, like – I think pe- this is what I love about the content game, right? And you know, we only have about what, like four or five minutes left until the show's yeah, over. Yeah, but we just talk about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's just you know, I love how people, I love how people pick and choose what they hear. Like I can say, I respect this guy's game. I respect what he brought to the table. I respect, I respect, you know, his approach to the game. You know, like all that kind of stuff. I respect the legacy. But the moment you say, I, I don't really care for him as a person. Everything you said prior means nothing. <laughs> no, no, no. So this fight, like this is my take on Vic, right? So when Vic was with the Falcons, loved his game, loved everything about him, right? Hated the attitude, hated the cockiness, loved when he was beaten because he couldn't throw. 
And my mindset just changed entirely on him when he came to Philadelphia and he was a more contrite person, a humble person. Like he wasn't that cocky, you know, you know, like, and maybe prison, I, I don't know, but he was just a completely different guy. Like if you look at Michael Vick interviews from like, Oh, two, Oh, three, Oh, four, Oh, five. And the Vic documentary does a great job at this. He was like, look, it's, he was just a cocky individual because he was really good, but he never felt the need to get better. When everything changed, the whole dogfighting thing, he really did change. Like, he was total 180 of a person. And that's why I love Michael Vick, honestly. Like, he's a contrite human being. Look, it's and, – and, oh, by the way, he was a really good football player, too, when he was here for a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's true. Just, that's true. It's a shame what happened, honestly. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah, it is. Yeah. But yeah. again, he was in the Donovan category. Like, okay, he can run, he can do this, he can do that. Where do we rank him amongst quarterbacks? Because good throw. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I blame his coaching staff for that. Yeah, really quickly, you know, since we had the chat here, right? Who was yeah. who was your favorite quarter? Who's your four quarterback from the from the past twenty years? You know, you know. Matter of fact, no, my, not, my, not, favorite, my favorite out of anybody. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask you too, Jeff. You know, like out of you know out of the past. You know, from 1999, because because the Eagles have had a handful of quarterbacks. Actually, you know what? Let's just say in history. Let's do that. In history, who's uh, your in Eagles history or, or NFL? Because it's e- Peyton Manning. Uh, Eagles history. You know, and I want and I want and I want and I want the chat to answer this as well, right? Who who is your favorite Eagles quarterback in Eagles history? I got two posters back here: McNabb and Foles. McNabb and Foles. Okay. Two. Okay. Yeah. You know, for, I always love Nick Foles. By the way, here's a trivia question for you, Tim. Before we go. Tomorrow's guest caught the last walk-off touchdown by the Eagles. Okay, okay. I think I know who this is, but I want to keep it. I want to. I want. I want to keep that tied up. You know, I want to keep that wrapped up. You know, should, should we tell? Should we tell the guests who we have coming on tomorrow? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. Let's tell them. You want to tell them? Well, I mean, it's your show. It's your show. You yeah, did it. All right, I'll tell them. all right. So we got Clay Harbor coming on tomorrow. Wow, Clay Harbor. Yeah, Mr. Former Bachelor contested himself. I still can't believe he was on that show. I really, I really can't. Oh, I'm going to bust on Mal tomorrow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So a lot of people, before we get out of here, they're saying uh, McNabb. Uh, I see I see a lot of McNabb. Um, I see I see a little bit of Randall. I see Michael Vick. I see Michael Vick. Okay. All hey, right. I'm, I'm, hey, I, a lot of Fans of the show probably grew up and Michael Vick was quarterback, and he was fun. He was a lot yeah, and 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 look, let's put it into perspective, right? And and okay, I'm 27 now. Michael Vick came to the Eagles in what year, Jeff? Came in 09. 09. Started 10. So that's 12. So that's that's what 12 years ago, about. Yeah, yeah, 12, 12 years, ago. years ago. So I was so so I was 15 at that time. Yeah, so I, you're in like, high school. I was in high school, so like, it's you know my peak understanding. Was the Michael Vick era, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it like my, like, 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 like my peak understanding of football. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just watching the game. I'm watching Diamond McNabb. I'm watching Brian Westbrook, Brian Westbrook, and Brian Dawkins are my two favorite Eagles of all time right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that may change, but Brian Dawkins, Brian Westbrook. I like, I'm a Brian Westbrook fan more than I am a, a Diamond McNabb fan, and and I think oh, yeah. people, I think people can understand why. <laughs> no. It- it's funny, people people laugh at this. Like, they're like, dude, you really do love Ricky Waters. Like, because he was the first, like, when I was seven, eight, nine years old, Ricky Waters was balling out for this football team. And so was Irving Fryer. So was, you know, so I like those two. And then Donovan came in, and I was a big Donovan family. He was at Syracuse. So it all kind of connects. Like, look, I, I'm still a big Penn State. My my favorite Penn State player growing up is an NFL agent, Shafi Fields. Wow. So yeah, it, it's funny when you connect with, with guys like that, too. He's a big-time NFL agent, by the way. He's got some clients. Yeah, man. But, you know, Jeff. I think some are Eagles, too. So, got to keep that in mind. Yeah, for sure. So, man, Jeff, you know, this this, this has been fun, man. You know, this is yeah, the first I gotta, time. You know, so, maybe I should just have you on the first time. <laughs> why not, right? This, this is the first time you and I did a whole show together, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we kind of had to given the circumstances with Kevin. But anyway, Kevin did text me, by the way. So he, he apologizes. He, he did oversee. <laughs> it's all good. It's, it's all love. It's all love, yeah. you know. But man, let's close this shot with a bang, man. Do the honors. Yeah. 
Yeah, we got Clay Harbor tomorrow. Uh, Bird Street 65 is coming up next. Joe McDonald, John McBoy. Tony, I'm seriously going to take you up on this, by the way. I, I might ha- I might just have to have you on every day. Hey, man, it's fun. I like talking to you, my guy. So hopefully, you know, you know, we'll do it again sooner rather than later, right? All right, buddy. Well, we got to put a ball on the show here. And good, good morning, NFC East, guys. Bird Street 65 coming up next. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screen.